In the shadow of the most powerful city in the world, the Capital Golf Gang is on the air with instructor John Ronis from the Ronis Academy at River Creek, executive director of the Middle Atlantic PGA, John Gould, and former University of Maryland golfer, Ron Thomas. And now your host from Afternoon Drive on the Team 980 Radio in Washington, D.C., Steve Zabin. Well, two out of four ain't bad. We are here live, plausibly so, at Golfdom in Tyson's Corner. And it's myself, it's John Ronas, with Buddy Christensen, owner of Golfdom, and my man, Bryant Hatcher, the Cincinnati Flash. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Winnipeg Blue Bomber. No, wait. (laughs) Calgary. Calgary Stampeder (laughs) for how long? One year. Right. The pride of Westfields High. Santilli. I'm messing it all up. I know. I've only known you. There was no Westfields High when I was in school. That's That's true. But you played uh, high school ball here, played at Cincinnati, and... you and I have been chasing it around the links for many years now. Good to have you in today. Hedge. Well, thank you for having yes, me. Yes, very good. So uh, Ron is off in uh, North Carolina. He's at Pinehurst, Ronis. I mean, mm-hmm. must be a nice life for him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's yeah. gone. Ghoul is out doing some Middle Atlantic event in the rain today. Flood. Flooding, yeah. right. A canoeing competition. Yeah, he's perhaps. rowing somewhere He right is now. rowing somewhere. And am I the only one, buddy, to think, thank God the cicadas are getting drenched I, I thought about that today. I was like, these suckers, drown, drown. Did you, did you see them on the golf course much the other yeah, day? just a tiny little yeah, bit. They're not too bad on the golf course, right? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> right? <laughs> Hatch, on, Hatch, tell them how bad they were at Caves Valley. Oh, my God. You could, they were, the decibel level was high. It's yeah. unreal. I, I was stunned because, as you know, well, if anyone has ever played Caves Valley, and let's give a shout-out to our guys. who, who you're, You set this round up, Hatcher. Yes, These sir. are your guys you've worked with in the D.C. area. Yes. Uh, Steve Halligan, who's a partner with Integrate. They're an IT services and resale company. Yep. And the big guy. Big Steve. Big Steve Foley. <laughs> big who, Steve Foley. Big Steve, the 6'8 Steve Foley who played basketball at Loyola Baltimore. Yeah, they're buddies from Loyola back yep. in the day. Exactly. And uh, they were great dudes. And you should have yes. seen Hatcher and Foley just chirping at each other the whole time. Oh, yeah. Including on 16, they had some match going. And there was an argument as to whether Foley took a swing at the ball up on the oh. hillside or not. Uh-oh. Whether it was for a 6 or a 7. And Hatcher no, was, was in a with a 4. No, it was a 7 and 8. Oh. It was a 7 or 8. But you were in with a four why were you even arguing because i need to beat him bad (laughs) (laughs) and he cheated he cheated he he was cheating he was swinging at the ball over there and he said it was a practice swing i know the difference between a practice swing when you almost fall down it's not a practice swing yeah yeah (laughs) well like club pro guy says you know when you when you got it when you're going low 16 is your last opportunity to go make sure make sure that you keep that (laughs) handicap up right Just a bit, right? right? Exactly. Exactly. Well, anyway, uh, we had a great time out there. And stupidly, I didn't even know, boys, that Caves is going to have a tour event Mm -hmm. this summer. A little thing called the BMW Championship, which is part of a little thing you might know as the FedEx Cup playoffs. Big deal. This is a big deal. Big, big deal. How did I miss this? Shame on me. I would love to be out there. Yeah. I think we've got a little bit of an in, but I believe it's a big enough event. They don't need a little podcast like this. Oh, yes, they do. <laughs> what do you mean, yes, they we do? We are the premier oh, thank you very show much. in the Washington, D.C. That's, area. That's what the intro says, thank but you. Don't, right. don't believe the intro. No, We're just do. a little show that could. <laughs> so they found another 600 yards out there. 
because it I think it had topped out previously at 6,900 and change, which was more than enough for me and you and everybody else. But for the pros, wasn't enough. They found 600 yards. There's tee boxes way back there. Way yeah. back there. Yeah. 7,500. And yet, and yet, I believe the pros are going to go deep. Tear it up. At that place. Destroy because, it. Yeah, because it's just gentle enough in terms of the, the envelopes of the fairways and the width and everything. And it's going to be in August where it just can't be firm and fast enough yep. to scare these guys. won't be windy enough to scare these guys either. Well, 7,500 doesn't scare them either. No. Not no, they don't even blink at that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we had a great time out there. It's an amazing club and uh, very lucky to have played it. So Thank you to my man, Steve Halligan. Yes, thank you, Mr. Halligan. Nine kids, Halligan. Nine wow. kids. Devout Catholic Ooh, Halligan. Yes. Yeah, wow. exactly. Anyway, so we had caddies. And this first segment is an ode to playing golf with a proper caddy. It is a delight that I had forgotten about because I can't remember the last time I played with a caddy. We hit our first tee shots, give the guy the club, and start walking down the fairway. I, I felt, buddy, like I was walking on air. It, I was like, what is this? It's an out-of-body experience. <laughs> this is, that's some of the best, isn't it? Isn't it? It makes you feel like... A closer part of the game for some some reason, yeah. but it's that's that's a great day. It is a great day, uh, John Ronis. You did some caddying this week at the U.S. Open qualifier at Woodmont Country Club for your friend and pupil uh, Michael Brennan, freshman at Wake Forest University mm-hmm. on the Arnold Palmer Scholarship. How did it go? Not good. <laughs> not good. Not good. Really, Michael is Michael's an exceptional player. Michael missed the cut to play in the U.S. Open as a freshman in college by one stroke. <gasps> he is oh, legit no. tour quality and will play in U.S. Opens and may even play in this one because it looks like he's the fourth alternate. So he's got a good chance. He's got playing privileges out there for practice rounds and range privileges, and he's going out there, and he's, I hope he gets it done. That was oh. exceptional playing. I'm not talking it didn't go good or well for that. Right. He did great. Me, <laughs> on the other hand, I still, it, we're taping this on Friday. I can't walk still. I, that's true. I you were walking around like you had a, had a load in your pants or something. What a disaster. <laughs> so, it's, you got I can't, we don't even have time. What else go do you through. got? Are you going to take your shoes off for us right no, here? No, I'm not So going people can to. watch no. it on YouTube. No. No, you Disgusting. don't want to see the blisters? Okay. It's a big blood blister on the bottom of my foot. Um, what, did you not have proper a, socks I or wore shoes? just tennis shoes. I tried to be right. After the first 18, we only had 20 minutes between the first 18 because it's 36 holes. It was 100 degrees yeah, on Monday. Right. I ran to my car, didn't run to my car, waddled to my car. I took my shoes off, stuck my feet on the air conditioners to see if I could just at least get them not wet. And <laughs> yes. 20 minutes came back to the tee. I then proceeded to count down from 18 because I knew I was in trouble. Now, on the 30th hole, I walked up the par 5 at Woodmont. I think it was the 30th, maybe 31st hole, and started cramping. Oh, my oh, God. No, on well, top so of- now, so Mikey, so I was going to take my <laughs> shoes off at this point, too, because my feet are bleeding, and I was going to take my shoes off, but I didn't. we were on a birdie run, so I didn't want to change the mojo. Right. Absolutely well, right. the other yeah. guys playing in the group were out of it, so they are just kind of rooting on Mikey because he's now getting ready to go four under on his final nine holes to make a run at going to the U.S. Open. They're chucking me these tablets. I have no idea what they're throwing me. They're going, just put it in the water, shake it up. 
I start drinking it. It's not shaking up. The guy goes, just chew them. Just chew the tablets. So I'm chewing these tablets, tablets. whatever they are. I don't know what is. They work for a little while. We finish. We're sitting there at the end, and we're waiting for the last group to come in, which could put us in a playoff. And I turned to Michael's dad had been there by now, and I turned to Michael, and I go, Look, Michael, I don't know what the rules are, but can you can can your dad carry for you in the playoff? And oh no, sitting, you he, tapped out. He's sitting right next to me, and he, he looks at it? me, and he goes, "He could, but he's not." <laughs> That's the right answer. <laughs> and he's, you know, he could, but he's thirty not. years younger than me, and he scared me. And so I start standing up, trying to, you know, but, work right. around. Maybe I could walk and stuff. Now, unfortunately, we didn't get into a playoff. Um, but he's the first alternate out of Woodmont, and he's the fourth alternate overall. And it was an amazing experience. Now, here's the thing about our conversation here. On the first hole, I took the putter out, and I took the head cover off, and I handed him the head cover. And he said, "Why? I don't need that. I need the putter. <laughs> because I don't caddy. I get caddied for so if I took my putter out of my own bag, <laughs> I hand that. No, 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 no. It's, I would, mus- it's no, muscle memory. Saying, yeah, right. I hand right. the head cover to the caddy. Right. It gives you an idea of how much I've caddied sure, versus sure. been caddied for. Right. Having said that, I hope that I was able to carry my weight out there for him. Having a caddy is a joyous experience. Oh, it's great. Especially it if they're is. not 100 yards behind you limping. So, <laughs> But it is, it is wonderful, and I, I totally agree with you, especially when you have a caddy that – that really makes the day even more enjoyable than it could have been. But so, you know what? Sorry for that long-winded, that's but it, okay. was, it but was amazing. Sorry that Michael missed it by a shot. He's going to play. I, he's getting in. Someone's okay. going to get sick. He's getting in. He's a better did, caddy. He'll get in. That's the one shot of difference. He'll play better with a better caddy. And you did your job. It. You got him You got him right there. You know? I did. You were I, part I, of that. I whipped that horse hard coming down the stretch, but he is an ox, and um, he showed his true colors. He's that's so awesome. good. He's tour caliber. Patch. I, I got a good caddy story for you. As well. I yeah. caddied for a buddy of mine. I was like the super last alternate. He calls me at the last minute. It was like for a Maryland qualifier. He's like, Hatch, man, I've tried everybody. I know you have some time because you're a sales guy. You can figure it out. Can you come, <laughs> nice. can you come nice. caddy for me? I was like, yeah, sure. I'll caddy for you. <laughs> I didn't know what caddy entailed. I was out there walking with the bag. Left his pitching wedge on the hole. <laughs> Had to run back two holes to grab his pitching wedge. Good thing you can run like a 4-3. My goodness. Wow. He's like, I need my pitching wedge. I was like, where where is that? I left it two holes to go. Let me run back and go get it. (laughs) He was shook. Man. Caddying Caddying for a friend always sounds like so much fun the night or the day or the week before. And then when you're out there, you're like, this is work, man. Yes. This is really actually hard work. I totally respect the guys we had. By the way, here's the picture, Hatch. Of you with our caddies at Caves. I love, the, I love your guy here, by the way, because he's making a face. Who, uh, Halligan? No, no, your oh, caddy. caddy. Oh. Oh, sorry. I'm drawing yep. a line out of here. Yep. Yeah. Tell yep. me. Tell me. Look at that oh, right there. Yeah. <laughs> That's trouble. Do, Dan. Do you, do you, His name is Dan. Dan. Okay. Yes. So, Dan, do you think that face was because your ball trajectory here? It's a little low. Look. <laughs> it never went in above my ankle the whole way. And you know what? Did that thing get airborne, both, by both the way? Of them, both of them had the same face. It did get airborne. That's the hole I birdied. Oh, it my is. Yes, Remember? it is. Yes, it is. Like you birdied 180 15. yards that height. 16, yeah. My second hole, second shot. <laughs> And then I Great. had 148 in, 
And I smacked it to three feet. Yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> when I saw that picture, I nearly la- I laughed on my ass off. I was like, look at the low trage on that bad boy. Right? <laughs> I could barely swing the club. Remember, that's where the hole I was bending over, and you said to me, we're on the tee box. So you, yeah. He was like, are you okay, Hatch? I was like, I think I can make it. Yeah, oh, and I and I had to say you're a former professional athlete. Oh, How is it that you can yeah. make it? And then and this guy's carrying two bags. Yeah, exactly. At least I was only carrying one. Yeah. Right. So over the years, there have been any number of interesting caddy incidents in golf, and especially in pro golf. I'll just throw one out there that comes to mind. I remember when a guy, forget who it was on tour, fired his caddy mid round at the Canadian Open. And pulled a guy out oh, right. of right. You know who that was? Who was it? Allenby, Robert Allenby. Right after the, the whole Hawaii guy thing, who got hammered in Hawaii yep. and robbed, and made up this whole big story about, oh, I don't know what happened. I got roofied. Yep. <laughs> wow. And then he Allenby. fired a guy six months later. That's, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Does he still have status anywhere? I see his name once in a while, but I don't think so. Remember the time Ian Woosnam's caddy? Oh, I was going to bring that one up. That was my story. (laughs) He rolls off the first tee at the (laughs) British Open. He was leading. Yes. It was the Masters. I thought it was the Masters. No, No, it was was British British and the first hole was a par three. Yep. So he goes to the second hole to hit his drive. That's right. And he took the clubs out and threw it. When he found out he had too he many clubs, he, 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 yeah. he, he threw them in the bushes. He was yeah. like, <laughs> And the caddy's look on his face when he was still. He's like, right. oh, boy. He's uh, last loop. <laughs> he was done. But even the most successful caddy player pairings eventually run out of mojo, and you got to make a change, you know? Yeah. Why did Mickelson get rid of Bones, or did Bones just take a TV opportunity and say, you know what, this probably won't present itself ever again. Let's go for it. I think it's got to be a very difficult life for a caddy. And when you start to see the, the monetary aspect of it go down and you're gone from your family for that period of time, I think they probably just came up to a, a, a conclusion that, look, we've had a good run together. My brother, maybe I would like to slip him some, because Mickelson's right. brother is his caddy. Yes. Give him a little boost of some income and let him earn it. Sure. And you got a TV opportunity or you're going to get one. So... You know, it's probably just a mutual agreement. And most yeah. of the time, it's not It's not like they hate each other. You know, I don't even think Tiger and Stevie Williams was that miserable a breakup. Tiger and Fluff was not a miserable right. breakup. Yeah, what happened with that one? Well, Tiger, I think Tiger, you know, Tiger lived in the Jordan kind of world of don't trust anyone. And I think as Fluff started to do, uh, you know, commercials for grips or whatever he was doing and got a little bit popular. And then Stevie was, you know, Pennzoil or whatever he was riding around. And Butch, I think, I think he kind of was, okay, these guys are getting a little bit too comfortable and popular. I'm moving on. Because they're making everything off of me. Right. Mm-hmm. Do, you, so. do, you, do you remember what Bruce Edwards, the late Bruce Edwards, said? He used to caddy for Norman after Norman had a lot of close calls and majors and didn't come through. And I think... Norman said to him, you know, God, I can't catch a break or something like that. And Edward said, I just want to caddy for a guy who's got heart. And mm. they split up after that. Wow. Yeah, well. Dagger right yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, hey, you're hitting the shots. All I can do, give you the yardage, give you the best advice possible. And I love it, too, when caddies on tour have to accept the fact it's the player's call. They know it's a bad idea. Right. And then they have to say, okay, I like that. All right. Good yeah. swing. 
Good swing. Go ahead. Visualize the target. They, they feed them just some little pablum of, you know, okay, I think this is a terrible idea, but go for it. Yes. Yeah. Part yeah. psychologist, right? They yeah. got to know how to play. Great, exactly. if, great if you had, like, something in their mind. Right. As they pull the bag away, and you can hear them say, he's got no chance. <laughs> he's got no chance yeah. whatsoever. I'll, I'll give you a, a perfect uh, example of that. Yeah. The movie, Tin Cup. Tin Cup. Yep. Remember, his, remember that <laughs> yep. scene where he told him. He's like, no, no don't do it. Right. Don't do it. That's <laughs> yeah. I'm walking off if right, you do that. Do don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, being able to play golf with a caddy is, is great, not just from a freedom standpoint. You're really in touch with the golf course. You're not worried about driving the cart, parking the cart, doing this, da 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 But the conversation. We started in. Yeah. I got to meet your friend Steve and Steve right from the first hole, and that made a huge difference. Right. Yeah. So it was good times. And, you know, at a nice club, you can have a caddy pretty much any time you want as long as you got the scratch for it. Other clubs, not so much. There was a guy that started a caddy program that would go to all different courses. You're not in your head, buddy. Yeah. I can't remember his name now. It was a very ambitious thing, and I love the concept. I don't know if it's still going. So I think it's, it's on a different iteration now. It's called Caddy Now. Okay. But it was... Is Mike Aldrich the name that you're Sounds thinking of? Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Now that it's and Mike. It was, Mike was, it was involved in that. one before. Yeah. And then before, because we had it at Woodmont. And the primary reason was you either have – what happened was uh, laws, um, employment laws kind of changed. For gig contractors. <clears throat> this was a gig contractor right. kind of thing. So you either have to have the, the caddies sitting there on payroll. Premises. Oh, right. Okay. Because of insurance. Or, so yeah. they'd be sitting there, and you'd have to be paying them by the hour. Or they'd be independent contractors. An independent contractor, kind of some laws change. So these companies came in and handled all that right. so that the clubs didn't have to. And the liability on oh, top yeah. of that. There's a lot so, of liability, yeah. So, and you've got to train these kids, too, to be at least yeah. serviceable. You know, they don't have to be great caddies, yep. but they've got to know a little bit about golf. Yep. And they've got to want to work. It's That's hard. the hardest thing. It's hard. You got to have kids that want to get out in the heat and hoof a bag or two. A good pay for a fifteen or sixteen year old when you're Absolutely. talking twenty twenty five dollars an hour. Right. I guess it's good pay. Some of these kids are spoiled rotten. They're they're already yeah. on daddy's payroll. Exactly. They're like, this is not good pay. A hundred dollars for four hours of work. No thanks. That's ah, amazing. I you and I Great would say pay. it's amazing. We worked for that for even less back in the day. No, way less. Way less. All right, coming up, uh, segment number two here of the Capital Golf Gang, presented by Golfdom. We're live, plausibly so, inside Golfdom in the uh, fitting bay, the Callaway Bay, our main bay here. And we'll play a quick nine next. Don't go away. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who once dreamed of becoming caddies on the PGA Tour until they found out you have to take the blame for everything. You are listening to The Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who all carry a perfect club, an alien wedge, a double-sided chipper, and a 20-foot ball retriever. We're back inside the hitting bay here at Golfdom. Come on in on a day like today when it's raining cats and dogs on a Friday. Buddy just looks at the front door and smiles. Here they come. Yeah, but they need time to play, too, and that's going to be this weekend. Yeah, that's true. It'll get yeah. nice uh, this weekend, but today is a is a washout. Good to be inside here. Buddy Christensen, owner of Golfdom, to my left, John Ronis. The, can I break this news? No. Up? Okay. Not you wear, yet. 
You're wearing a name tag, though, which is oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone will start asking me questions in here. <laughs> Tell me about that new Callaway driver. John Ronas of the Ronas Golf Academy at yeah. River Creek and my yeah. buddy Bryant Hatcher. Uh, who got shut out of your member guest, you say, over at uh, Lansdowne? Yes, I did. You were the you were close. You were the 60th alternate. 60th alternate. <laughs> Lord have mercy. 60th alternate. So if a, bus, if a bus carrying 59 <laughs> other members went over a cliff, they'd call you and say they'd you're They'd call in. me, yes. That's, and, the, and the reason why, let me tell you yeah. why, I'm not going to not going to put lands down. Not going to throw him under the bus. Throw him under the bus. You know, it's tough. because I finished dead last last year oh, in no. my flight. Oh, no. And everyone who finishes dead last out of the 16 flights gets tossed into the oh, no. bucket. Back in the pool. Back in the pool. So, did you know you were facing that horrible fate? Oh, yes. Oh, you did. I okay. knew it last year in our last match. And you were grinding. But and we were grinding. Couldn't and we, dig it out of the last. We were in the top, we were in the top group, the top flight, and we ended up dead last. Okay. I think, I think a future episode will have to talk exclusively about member guests because it's a fascinating world. And buddy, you at Westwood say that it's harder and harder to get into your member guest now, but once upon a time they were worried about getting enough people. Yeah. Yeah. Years ago, but yes, uh, last 10, 10 to 12 years has been very strong. But before that, I remember days where they had to ask They're like, people. Yeah. I hope everyone's yeah. going to show up. All right, let's play a quick nine. Here we go. Hole number one, you talked about fate of your friend of your colleague student michael brennan missing the u.s open by a shot at woodmont that's a tough one is it as tough though as what happened to john catlin a guy who actually started the pga championship and finished top 10 i want to say he's got a uh, tour card and he was trying to qualify for the u.s open got hit with not one not two but three slow play penalty strokes and missed qualifying by a shot he had a How poor about caddy. Them Very poor caddy. Three Should've of them. Him. Now, uh, I read this. He was penalized previously in another tournament for slow play. Yes. So, it seems saying it's like there's in? a little something there. All right. Let me add this to the mix. What if I told you one of the guys in his group shot 85? I, I play with guys who can shoot 85 in no time. Okay, but not at a U.S. Open qualifier, the final stage, right? You shouldn't be shooting 85. No, not no, the final no, stage. No, and especially not at a place like, you know, Richland, Washington. It was yeah. not, you know, one of the big ones. All right, what if I told you that there was a 15-minute ruling that delayed the group? Yeah. I mean, see, the way they did it was they hit the whole group with penalties. And one of the mitigating factors was the tour official, and this is when John Gould gets back on the show, we'll ask him, said that they didn't notice any discernible effort to speed up by the group. So it seems like they just didn't care. Yeah. And they uh, hit him. How tough is that? Question. I like, how bitter does John Catlin deserve to be missing the open by a shot with three slow play penalties? It depends if he felt like he was, well, the slow players never feel like they're responsible for it, but. What? Yeah, it was, if, if, if it was something that, you know, that the 85 or the ruling or all that other stuff, I'm really against penalizing the whole group for slow play. I think you should just find out who's doing it, put them on the clock, and the individual gets penalized. But it gets sticky once you're doing know, individual I clocking. Know. So, you know? so, in that regard, I think he should be probably a little bit okay. better. Buddy? I mean, how bad does the guy who shot 85 feel? I mean, how 
He feel, probably doesn't feel anything, like Rona said. He doesn't think he played slow. Yeah, but he, he probably he thinks was he was part three of, swings from a 74. Right or wrong, he was part of the reason this guy's <laughs> not at the U.S. Time. Open. I mean, in, in some way, he and, was there. And we talked about this last week about leaving a tournament. And, you know, in that particular case, maybe you do. Hatch, any yeah. sympathy for slow play? I have no sympathy None for slow whatsoever. play. You know how I am. I know. I, I Quick cannot, draw McGraw. That's right. I am exactly. ready to go. Your boy Foley, boy, he was human rain delay at times. Oh, my God. <laughs> Getting himself sorted out. You know, nicest yeah, guy oh ever. Oh, my but, God. You know. <laughs> 28 practice swings. He's already shooting 100. Come on, man. So All my right. question is yeah. about the slow play thing when he got the three penalties. Yes. Is Bryson DeChambeau. DeChambeau. Yeah, what about who Everyone talks about play slow. Now, when he, he's he playing, doesn't think he does. They no, never no do. slow player thinks they do. <laughs> well, Kepka obviously thinks yes. he plays slow. Right. So if Kepka and DeChambeau are in the same group, they all get penalized for DeChambeau's the, slow play? Not at the tour level, I don't I, think. I've never heard of multiple guys getting I don't, this, this is I different. think this is a qualifier thing. I don't think it was yeah. at the tour level. But, yeah, the, the, the big question is, do you want to see the USGA hand pair those guys together? Yes. I'd love Absolutely. You do? Yes. See, I disagree. I want it to happen naturally. Let's let this thing build. Because once you smash them together and nothing really happens, then it's kind of over. So, we'll see. Yeah. Okay, hole number two. Recommend... One great golf book. Well, one the one that I would go with is is Hogan's Five Fundamentals. Um, as just a, a timeless okay. book that uh, you know new golfers can can read it and really kind of understand what's going on. And, and it's nice to go back and and look at it. John Rose, Harvey Pennick's Little Red Book. Just because I'm I don't agree with Hogan's Five, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's simple. It's big letters, it's short, and it's very uh, simple to read. It's, it's not complicated. I love, okay. I love the book. Hatcher? Tiger Woods. Is, uh, Which book, one? A lot one, of books about him. How he came up. Okay. I Rick, can't remember the name of it. Okay. But, you know, but it was the Tiger Woods autobiography mm-hmm. that he approved or the unapproved? Because guys have written ones, ones about him without unapproved. his... Unapproved. Oh, the unapproved. Oh, and wow. I like, and I like the, the one that was on HBO, the show that was on HBO mm-hmm. about him. Oh, that, that was, was tremendous. Good. That was unapproved, That too. was yeah, that was stunning. Did you ever see that, Ronis? No. I got to get you that, buddy. Yeah. Did you ever see that I one? saw it. Yeah, yeah. it was good. What'd you think? I, I expected to not like it and, right. and, and think it was a slander type of thing. A lot of people thought it was unfair. I thought it was illuminating. No, I thought it was too. I came across oh. it with a more sympathetic view of Tiger. I agree. After that, when it was said and done. Uh, golf in the Kingdom, Michael Murphy. Oh, yeah. That's very And hey. if not Golf in the Kingdom, then I would say Extraordinary Golf, which you, Ronis, recommended to me. Yeah. Remember that? Yep. Just a more <clears throat> holistic now, thought about you, the game. if you have a junior golfer, you might want to read uh, Raising a Junior Golfer by me. I wrote a book this winter. Did you really? Oh, I did. Right. should Is be it your out? favorite. It's not out yet. Well, then you oh. can't buy it. Don't no, recommend can't. a book you can't buy. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting the marketing <laughs> in place. Okay. Do, you, do you have well, illustrations for it? Yes. Okay, yes. good. <laughs> photographs, actually. They're not illustrations. They're actual photographs. We'll stop here. You ever seen the joke books, which is, you know, how to four-putt for a 92 or something like yeah. that? You might carry some. Do you carry some books here? So we used to. Uh, uh, you know, 20 years ago, we sold a lot of books. It, it's with the world Nobody, the way it is today. They all want digital. Very, yeah. very few. And matter of fact, the other book I would say that I always 
liked and it's called from 60 yards and in Raymond Floyd oh, kind yeah, of yeah, a, yeah. a short game book yep, yep. that I think is awesome but I, I don't even think it's out there anymore okay if you want to mess somebody up buy them the golfing machine by Homer Oof. Smith oh my god and say please read this whole thing and get back to me mm-hmm. they'll be so turned inside <laughs> out in an you won't believe it hole number three should Tiger have accepted NBC's invite to join the U.S. Open broadcast Hatcher start with you I think so yeah he gets him back out there and he would provide insights at Torrey Pines, where, of course, he had his most epic moment winning the Open on a leg that should have fallen apart and playing there many times as a junior. Correct. I guess he just didn't feel like doing it. He could have done it from home. They could have Skyped him in. Ronas, should he have been on the broadcast? <clears throat> I think that the answer for him is no. For us, it's yes. We would love that. Okay. But for him, you know what? It's time for him to think about himself for a little while okay. and just say no. Buddy? I agree with John. I, you know, be interesting if they would have asked Phil had he not won the PGA and not gotten into the U.S. Open because he or they he gave him an exemption. exemption. That's yeah. right, right, right. So he was in either way. But yeah. but he's another one that's tied to to Tory. Um, but you know, I think we're going to hear a lot about the Tiger 2008 tournament. So we'll see yeah. enough of that. And I just hope he's getting better and and we see him uh, play again. I think for our sake we would have liked it, Ronis. You're right, but I think for his sake I get it. I don't think he wants to be in that role right now. I think he's focused on getting back to playing. Yeah, I sort think like, so too. Like, sort of like, like when Nicholas said, I don't want to be a ceremonial golfer. Yeah. You know? And yeah, that's yeah. the mindset of all the greats. And I think Tiger, I think he thinks that if he goes to the booth like all the other players, it's, it's done. It's done, yeah. right. It's done. You don't right. want to put yeah. that out there. Right. Hole number four. What's worse? Back-to-back par fives on a layout or the 18th hole being a par three? The bigger routing error in your mind. Hatcher. Wow. I think the 18th hole being a par three. Okay. I don't know. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. As John Ronis loves to say, his favorite word, unacceptable. Unacceptable behavior. Dripping with contempt. (laughs) Yes. All right, what do you think? I'm going to actually agree with that. I don't like either of them, and I just don't – it just makes no sense to me. But ending on a par three, I just don't like. I don't think it gives you the opportunity with as many shots to mess up to win a match. Okay. Buddy? I I totally agree. As a matter of fact, the congressional had the – the U.S. Open with the par three, par three at the and end. 18. And, and didn't just feel right. It just doesn't feel right. Yeah. I would say back-to-back par fives are bad because you can always make one a par four. Make one a par four. Yeah. Don't give me back-to-back par fives. Hole number five. What club can only make one – your club can only make one renovation. They only got budget for one renovation. It's either new bunkers or new carpeting in the clubhouse. Which do you choose? Hatch? Well, we are. Lansden already did the bunkers. Okay. So it would be. Uh, but if you had your choice, if it was a vote. If it was a vote, yeah. the bunkers. Okay. Can I just take this? I would say bunkers also. But um, it depends on the club. Because if you have a club that's it's an older club and things like that, they're using more of the rug <laughs> and the carpet yeah. than, they're, than they care about the bunkers. It kind of depends upon the, the club itself. But the obvious answer is bunkers. Okay. Well, it says you, buddy. I, I think the obvious answer, too. And if, if we've already done the bunkers, let's take those dollars and do something else on the golf course rather right. than the carpet. But okay. uh, at some point, you've got to deal with the carpet. But no, no All bunkers. Right. You guys are wrong. You carpet the bunkers, and then you put <laughs> oh, the change, and you just go the, from the there. The problem is if your course has a lot of bunkers and they all stink, it doesn't play for good golf. Uh, that's no, true. Yeah. Terrible. Stay terrible. out of them, though. It's supposed to be a hazard. You know, the bunkers, they redid at Caves, and they're beautiful. They're spectacular, but they're so firm and perfect. I didn't know if they were really hazards. 
I had one drive that landed in the bunker, rolled through up a five-foot lip and onto a nice tuft of grass. I said, well, that's lucky. So that would not normally happen other places. Hole number six, should you play golf or hit actual golf shots with sunglasses on? Or should you do it with them off? I'm going to ask you to start, uh, John Ronas. You're the instructor. You know, Phil now plays whole rounds with his yes. glasses on, which is kind of weird. Glasses have gotten a lot better. I little shout-out for Oakley. It's the only glass for me that doesn't give a bowl effect. It's the only glass I could wear and play golf with. Um, you know, I'm not as precise anymore that I worry about it as much, but I normally – would say no. I don't like the sunglasses. So for the actual shot, take them off. Yeah, and reading the green, take them off. Okay. Hatch? Well, you know from the neck up, I don't even put anything on. Not even a hat. Not even a hat. Hatch is out there with a (laughs) towel at caves. He's (laughs) blistering on it. I go, they have these things called hats. (laughs) They soak up sweat. They shield your eyes from the sun. He's like, I don't wear those. Yep. So So you don't wear sunglasses either. I don't wear sunglasses either. All right. Can't do the sunglasses. I can't. I cannot play golf with sunglasses. It's hard. It's, I, it feels I like it puts it one more thing in front of you, and you just, I don't know. Yep. Doesn't, doesn't seem to register uh, with me. Hole number seven. Whatever happened to kick golf or the 15-inch hole idea? Remember those? Mm-hmm. Yes. COVID. No. <clears throat> those ideas died of their own well, stupid I know, but merit. what happened was all those were – out there for was oh. because there was an underutilization of golf courses. It's the only reason they were out there. So what happened was golf courses closed. The ones that should have closed, closed. And then the courses that were open were getting golfers instead of needing to rent it out to right. your local kickball team. Okay. And TaylorMade was actually uh, yes. in the early maybe it, 2012, there, 13, there's, 14. There's the picture there. Look at that. The 15-inch hole. <laughs> you, do you know what yipping a four-footer on a 15-inch hole would feel like? The shame involved in that. <laughs> but, but TaylorMade was doing something called hack golf. Yes. Or, or looking into it. And we had we went down to the show one year, and they, they had this presentation the night before the, the show. It was two hours. They had a couple speakers, and, and Mark King from, from TaylorMade went through this whole thing. The media was there, and... And uh, this whole hat golf thing, nothing came of it that I'm aware of, uh, but they made a big deal about it. Hat golf? What, what hack. Is, hack. Hack. Oh, hack, like hack golf. golf. Yeah, exactly. We, and someone's like, you know, that's a little offensive to, you know, so I don't know what the actual uh, ultimate. I, I think it was, called, it, was, it was called foot <clears throat> golf, not, what, what, not ha- soccer golf. And I believe Lansdowne over on the kids' Yes, shark bite. Shark bite had this set up. Hatch. They did. I remember. I remember now that you brought it up. They did have it set up. I, it's the worst idea ever. Like, oh, but it'll get people close to the game. They may take up golf. No, it's going to be a bunch of soccer ninnies running around on a golf course. Kind of like How about a no frisbee golf. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Nothing against frisbee golf, but go play frisbee golf. Where are you going to play Frisbee in golf? In the woods. Well, like we, they have it set up. In and the you, woods with your loser friends. Wait, did I say that out loud? Sorry about that. Come on. Well, top, top Golf ended up doing what they were talking about this trying to do as far as getting some interest in the game. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. All right, hole number eight, quick nine. Can you ever trust an opponent who blatantly miscounts his score more than one time? I give him yeah. one hatch. And then I'm like, bro, you got a counting problem. Oh, 
Yes. <laughs> and you obviously <laughs> saw my, me do that. <laughs> I saw somebody at Kays Valley. But I think as your, I watched him. your dispute was not the number of strokes. It was whether his practice stroke was an actual real shot. So it's a slightly different thing. I'm talking about a guy who's like, yeah, it is six. And you go, huh, 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 huh. <laughs> Seven. And they go, oh, yeah, seven. I forgot about that one. Yeah, I forgot. You get one <laughs> I forgot, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you're under strict what, surveillance. How can you forget? It's People five do. strokes. What? I just Over a 10-minute period of time. Well, it might be and seven. And you're forgetting? It might, it might be eight. Once, well, hey, seven, eight. once, the, just, once the carnage gets big, <laughs> yeah. you start losing so, count. No, you don't. Yeah. It's not 25. <laughs> hey, Clint Eastwood seven. lost count of the bullets in his gun in a movie once. Yeah. You know, and all the excitement. My, that <laughs> was my problem at Case Valley. Steve tried to say he was – it was a par five, the one that I birdied. Yeah. And he was trying to say he was up 50 yards from the green in, in two. And he would hit – and he shanked his third shot up on the hill. <laughs> yeah, and I was, was like, no, that was your third yeah. shot. Then your fourth <laughs> shot shanked. And then yeah. you missed your fifth shot. <laughs> and then you bladed it across the green on your sixth shot. He's like, no, I'm only putting for seven. I go, you bl- – you're in the trap for six. You got to count you this a few times. You hit seven on the green, and you're pu- – then- I, I hit his ball back to him and said, I'm putting you out of your misery. This is eight, and I'm giving you eight. He's like, you no, know- I was putting for six. Remember? <laughs> I, I, do, like- I, I do remember. The, yeah. great, the great thing is it was the most intense, cordial argument I've ever seen because <laughs> it was intense, but it didn't get ugly. No. And you guys are still friends, which yes. is great. All right, hole number nine, last one. <laughs> do you believe in slope? Do you believe in slope? I don't even know what it is. Honestly, I just, to, to look at that, I, I struggle with that a little bit. It, it's on my little range finder, but, but some people love it, and, and they swear oh, by it. slope on the range so, finder? Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely oh, I do. You believe in slope? Yeah. Absolutely. You don't think it's voodoo? No. I, I believe no, in it, No, too. no, no. We used really? it. It worked. At, we uh, used it on Monday. Wednesday. Because really? a guy did it, and he goes... He goes, it's 135, slope 128. And I changed clubs yeah. and stuck it four feet yep. from the pin. Really? We had it all marked from the practice round before on Monday because you can use it on your practice yep. round. It worked. I think it's voodoo. I don't need to know slope. Just give me the raw yardage or go one up or one down. We're amateurs. We're not pros. All right, coming up, final segment here on the Capital Golf Gang, presented by Golfdom indoors inside the fitting studio the callaway hitting bay here come on down get fit for some clubs a plethora of golf equipment for all your needs you are listening to the capital golf game for guys who still don't know the difference between red stakes yellow stakes and white stakes except they're all bad Well, I can't go back to the pub. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who have to come up with creative excuses to their wives for those grass stains on their pants. We're back. Final segment here this week. Thank you for downloading and thank you for uh, listening. Always feedback welcome at zabe at yahoo.com. Uh, Buddy Christensen with us here, uh, owner of Golfdom. Uh, did you bring any toys to the set? I think we might have forgotten yeah, that. And now we're, have the toys, we're pinned down. Talk to me about what's hot here inside the store. Well, there's a lot of things that are hot right now, Zabe. It's, uh, you know, it's middle of the season. We, got, we talked about member guests. Member guest season, people sprucing up their, mm-hmm. their bags and their equipment. Um, 
across the board, most equipment selling very, very well right now. Uh, there, there's the constraints of, of grips and shafts and, and getting the right mix together. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, Callaway, TaylorMade having phenomenal years, Ping, Titleist having phenomenal years, and, and just kind of, you know, rolling on through it right now. It's, it's really a battle of getting the equipment in. You sure. guys got to walk through the uh, equipment room. We're fighting to, to keep it filled up, but uh, that's, that's, that's the battle right now. <clears throat> Look, I fit people for clubs. I sell people clubs, right? Yeah. But here's the difference. Every manufacturer right now, whether it's a grip or a shaft, we get, we get a list of shafts um, by companies every week that say, don't fit them for these shafts or don't do this. Because? Because they're taking so long to get. Okay. The difference is when you look at this place, we have hundreds upon hundreds of golf clubs in stock. Most people fit to something that Buddy has here in stock. Mm-hmm. We're looking at three, not with Callaway. They're, they've been great. Yep. But there's a few other companies that have quality clubs that you could order a standard set, and they could take three or four weeks to get here. And you can walk into Golfdom, and you have a very good chance of walking out of here with the piece of equipment that you just got fit for. That is a benefit for all the people in this area. It's appreciated by golf pros as well. Um, even though we're somewhat competing with you, I send a lot of people here because they just need it. They need it quicker. Yeah. And, um, well, and you have impatient. it. And you got to stick your neck out. I have six in my shop. You have 600. Yeah. You well, know, that, that's, and, and that's I, hard. I appreciate you saying that. And we do, we do uh, you know, try to support the local pros and, yeah. and feel that support from them as well. But um, and, and we can, you know, John's here. We we can tweak the clubs within too. So we're fighting to get whatever we can that's as close as what they're going to need. But then if it comes down to we got to make these manipulations and, sure. and get these shafts and put them in, we're able to do that as well. And it's been a lot of that. Um, and you say three to four weeks. Some of the stuff's six, eight, yeah. ten weeks. Some which is, I don't want to mention the company. <laughs> no, but it's it's and it is unheard of right now. Um. And it's you know it's been something we've been preparing for since January February to just just buy 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 as much as we can get in here because of the constraint behind it uh, where if you don't get it you're not going to get yeah. it yeah all right I want to talk instruction with you Mr Ronas by the way you can book a lesson at the Ronas Golf Academy at River Creek this was an amazing side by side at the U S Women's Open at Olympic where poor Lexi Thompson forty one on the back nine coming home mm. Olympic is a graveyard for great players yeah. that couldn't bring it home. Starting with Hogan against Jack Fleck back in the day. Arnie threw one away yep. at Olympic. My guy Furyk snipe-hooked one on his way to possibly winning last time there. It just happens, right? But uh, Yuko Sasso, uh, the women's champ, has a golf swing that when I saw it, I said, oh, my God, it's a carbon copy of Rory. Look at this side-by-side here and just – Tell me it's not freakish how dead on they are. She said that she imitated Rory. All right, Kate, we're at the top. We're going to pause right there. Ronas, take it away. Yeah, I mean, it starts with, with first of all, the base getting loaded on that right side and then the spine angle tilting to the right side and width. It's pretty phenomenal, actually. And Rory doesn't have the most normal wrist position at the top, left wrist position at the top. So it's, it is freakish right there. Holy okay. smokes. Okay, really good right there. And then down through then the ball. Then that drop. Look at wow. that. 
And a little bit of liftoff at impact as their their lower body's already cleared entirely out of the way. Jeez. Yuka Sasso, your uh, U.S. women's... And she said that she emulated yeah. him when he was... Or watched him when he was little. Yeah, that's not I'm a bad you, one to you, copy. Who was the guy... It was, Ro, it was Thomas who said he didn't like Rory's swing on this very set. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, said, whatever. shut your mouth. Whatever. Don't you blaspheme in the house of Rory. Too many race cars That's my guy right the there. I like Rory's swing, too. Oh, God, yeah. Who, how can you not like you know, it? it? There's something to be said about if you wanted to indoctrinate someone into a swing that you'd had them just watch it over and over and over and over and over, right? I mean, you can't do that in other sports because it's much more reactionary. Yeah. You almost have to find. But if you had a little kid just sit there and watch – you know, I think 10 or 12 hours a day is fine for a four-year-old to be watching <laughs> a you know, Rory swing. I think you got a chance. There's, there's a lot of money time, at the end of the day time, if yeah. they do that, right? Every time I watch golf on TV and go out and play, I play better. Wow. Probably yeah, Because tempo. I watch their tempo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I go out yeah. and say, I, I need to emulate that same tempo. I mm. always play better if I watch golf and me, go play. Me and your boy McGowan went up to the LPGA at Bully Rock one year. And sat on the range and watched these gals. And I tell you, I just absorbed it osmotically. I was in a state of grace tempo-wise for about a week. Yeah. And then I went away. Of course. But for a week, it was like, wow, it's great. Uh, Hatch, you're a athlete, played football at Cincinnati and briefly in the CFL. Ronis, you've coached baseball. Buddy, you've coached baseball as well. Your kids play baseball. Do we believe in jinxes? Like, don't jinx it, like when there's a no-hitter, you know, that kind of thing? Yeah, we're all kind of a little bit superstitious. Listen, Hatcher, yes. by the way, believes when a crow caws <laughs> prior to your backswing, you better step away, right? Step away. That's right. <laughs> Every time I've seen bad shots happen, and I'm like, "Uh oh, you better step away." There it goes. It's gonna happen. So here's the ultimate jinx, and sadly, it ended in tragedy. Uh, the Washington Post put out a tweet that said. The U.S. has gone the longest into the year without a lightning death in the history since they started tracking this. Why? Why say it? The n- Why Six say it? hours later, headline, <laughs> New Jersey man killed on golf course. Like, I'm, so, I'm not laughing. It's terrible. No, but... Why he was he was it? eighty though. He was. But, but, oh, that's that's it doesn't matter. <laughs> he was eighty. He's, at 80 he's gonna live to one hundred and ten. Yeah, My goodness. I, you know, and, and and we we had to stop twice at caves because of lightning. And the it's always the reaction of oh, it's not even close. Come on, let's just play. Get off the right. course. Get up. Yeah. You're strolling around with metal heads, and it's probably rained already. There's water on the ground. You gotta. Get, it's a dangerous thing. It could hit you so far away. And come in up your shoes or whatever. I guess we don't have spikes as much, but no. But this man, guy, this wait. guy, it hit a, it hit a tree near this guy, and uh, he was he was in his seventies. So I apologize. Yeah. 70s, well, and the 70s, technology now is good. is they're they're in tune with these things coming in. When we were growing up, yeah. you just you just once you heard a little like, bit of thunder, we you're like, oh, roll under the first tree we saw, yeah. and that could be the only tree on a hole. And where do they say now not to stand right. on the only tree in an open field? Right. You're supposed to now lay down. You're supposed to lay down in an open spot in a low area right. of the course. Oh, I'm going to go lay down in a ditch yeah. and get and then soaked. Flash yeah. flood With comes the snakes and, and the turtles yeah. and everything. Yeah, right. I'm not laying down. I'm running full speed. <laughs> anyway, go- lightning is serious stuff, so yeah. don't, don't fool around with it. But, right. man, that was the ultimate jinx right there. Wow. Okay, any last thoughts? Oh, yeah, one last thought. I guess we'll give it one more lick. The Bryson DeChambeau versus Brooks Kepka thing. Kepka spoke this week saying he thinks it's good for the game of golf. Maybe. I don't see anyone, though, Hatch, 
picking up a golf club and saying, I'd like to play this game because I heard these two guys were chirping at each other. You well, like it, though. I a, love it. As a inveterate yes. trash talker, you exactly. love it. Exactly. I love it. Okay. I like to see personalities. There's too many robots out That's there. That's true. All with the yeah. same swing, yeah. all saying the same thing. Okay. Let's get some personalities. And with personalities comes income. Yeah. Eventually. With eventual income. Is it yes. good for the game of golf? Maybe not. Is it good for the entertainment of golf? Yes. Yes. And that's what it is when it's on TV. Yeah. It's entertainment. Right. And you can put it all together by putting them together at the U.S. Open. <laughs> Unnaturally, no, let's do it. No, no. You let the storyline build. you got to think like Vince McMahon. This thing has to span four or five months until it finally happens in the final pairing. I'm ready for it now. You're you're ready for it now. (laughs) Book the match. Let's get it done. All right, guys. Great run today. Thank you so much for coming out. Uh, Buddy, thank you for hosting us, as always. Thank you. Uh, The sun will come out tomorrow, as Annie once sang. Ronis, good to see you. Hatch, thanks for rolling on by. Thanks for the hookup at uh, Caves Valley. It's fantastic. Everyone, enjoy the golf while we have it on our plate here in the summertime in D.C., despite the cicadas, despite the occasional rainstorms, and get under the golf dome and get yourself fully equipped. We'll see you next week on the Capital Golf Gang here on the Team 980. This has been the Capital Golf Gang on the Team 980. If you'd like the gang to visit your home course, send your inquiries to Zabe at yahoo.com. That's C-Z-A-B-E at yahoo.com. Or visit the show page at www.theteam980.com. And for free swag, we're all in extra large. So yeah, thanks for the shirts.